Hey, what's up, winos? Welcome to another episode of Cheap Wine Finder. As always, I'm quick. And I'll, as, as most of the time, I'm Dave. And we're doing summer wines today, and we have a wine for the summer. What's the name of it? Hey, hey, first of all, we're up on the rooftop, man. This is awesome. It's a beautiful day. Made us think of, you know, like uh, f- summer wines. Like rosé. You think of rosé. Actually, it is beautiful. Sky is not cloudy all day. Even though we drink rosé all year. Um, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. A lot of people do it. You know, they think of summer. But, you know, we, we actually have the uh, anaerotic chairs up here on the rooftop. Um, oh, yeah. I have a know, bar. Yeah, and we're looking out over everything, and rosé just seemed to be the thing to do because we're doing the summer rooftop thing. Oh, yeah. High above Sears Tower. I got tiki torches and... Uh, it's still daylight. We don't need tiki torches during the day. We had to go buy those uh, puffy things for the microphones for wind noise. Yes. Yeah. So that's pretty professional. Pretty much. But what are we drinking? Well, Rosé, this is 2017 Band of Roses Rosé from our buddy, Charles Smith. With uh, a drum kit on the label? Oh, yeah, it's cool. All of his labels are cool. He uses the same designer he's used forever from, from Denmark. Charles Smith was a... Supposedly a roadie for the Ramones at one point. I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know he was a manager for Swedish rock bands in uh, Sweden and in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was Denmark. Well, I, I thought it was Soundtrack of Our Lives was a band, but I'm not positive. Because he spent some time in Denmark. I remember saying one time that his favorite bar in the whole world was some place that opened at, f- or they closed at five in the morning and then reopened at 505. <laughs> Yeah, should have been. That the, is right up his alley. He should have been the South Side of Chicago. Those there's bars there that never go, never uh, close. So, <laughs> remember Calumet City? Yeah. Oh yeah. The police were doing a sting one time, one of the bars, and the uh, at undercover cops as bartenders, and they all quit because the 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 patrons were so dangerous. It scared the heck out of them. Yeah, you know, South Side of Chicago. That's why they sing about it so much. All night, all night. There we go. But we're drinking a rosé, and this is a rosé that. With a difference. Tell them the grape, my man. Pinot Gris. Pinot Gris is the same as Pinot Grigio. Uh, Gris is gray in French. Grigio is uh, gray in Italian. 100%. And it's a white grape. Ah, but this is a rosé, you say. And the reason why you can make a rosé out of a white grape, because not all white grapes have white or green, I guess, skin. Yeah, hardly any of them. There's like a couple of exceptions, but pretty much all grape juice is white. The juice, but the skins? Uh-uh-uh. Mm-hmm. And the skins got enough to make this? This is amber. This is copper, right? Yeah, copper. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. So this is a rosé of a... Most grapes, most rosés are a rosé of a red wine. It's the it's the reverse of a red wine. It's all the... All the um, Flavors you that get overpowered by the tannins and the oak and all those type of things are exposed in a rosé. But this is a white wine, so this isn't necessarily a reverse of a white wine because everything is exposed too. But it's yeah. You know, what what is this? This is a this is a white wine times two. I don't really know how to go with that. Yeah, but this is a Pinot Gris, um, which is the. Uh, 
gray looking and the, the green means the, the pine cone looks gray and the pine cone is a bunch of grapes it's that's what's going on there yeah yeah we've mentioned that before in other podcasts many you know, other podcasts is, uh, farmers said hey you know back in whenever looked like a pine cone so it became pinot and then uh blanc is uh white and gris is gray it looked like a gray pine cone and you know, you know Meunier looked like it had a dusting of milled flour on it. You know, if you're American and you don't know it's French, cool. it sounds like, whoa, that's cool. Until you find out, it's just like, oh, that's what it is? Yeah, it's so. actually kind of cool. Everything's got a story. Yeah, it does have a story to tell. But it just comes from farmers growing grapes. And that's, you know, if you remember that, that all this comes down to farmers growing grapes and some guys turn it into uh, alcohol. <laughs> Wine's kind of simple. But here we go. Charles Smith Wines, uh, who is a uh, very successful kind of madman winemaker or wine producer. Yeah, such cool labels and really cool wine and even just the attitude. And from Washington, so a little different. And, uh, you know, rock and roller. What's your favorite Charles Smith story? Oh, I think we told us before. Uh, we were at a tasting and... Uh, it was a hundred. They ran out of the ten dollars stuff, fifteen dollars stuff, and they brought out a hundred dollars stuff. And he was, uh, he would pour. So well, first of all, you had to the, you had to kiss him to, to get some of that. So uh, <laughs> the waitresses knew that he, we, we we had been talking to him before he's pouring, so they knew that we would want that. And the waitresses go, "I'll get you a glass," and they would go up there and kiss him. And yeah, because we weren't going to kiss him. Well, no, and uh, no, we weren't, but we didn't have to. Never, we never had to cross that bridge. <laughs> but um, he would pour the wine, the the hundred dollar wine, into their glass, and then he would drink it out of the bottle. And then someone else would come up and kiss him, and he'd pour it in their glass and drink it out of the bottle. And the whole night long, and we were getting the waitresses couldn't drink it themselves, and they were all getting kisses and giving us plying us with wine. So I think we were probably as drunk as he was by the end of the night, but. It just, was this weird scene that, you know. Yeah, just a cool guy. Like, we're pretty unorthodox ourselves when it comes to wine industry peeps, and uh, it was refreshing to see someone else that kind of oh, embraced yeah. that mean, attitude. Yeah, the, where the winemaker was was, was uh, being as crazy as we were was kind of a fun <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, what, 2016, he, you know, he had all these labels you've seen everywhere, and he sold that all off. Kung Fu five Girl, of them anyway. Boom Boom, Syrah. Yeah, yeah, Yves Chardonnay. The Merlot. I remember he told us the Merlot was the inex most inexpensive Merlot that was aged in oak barrels. Yeah. You know, they, they cared about what they did, and, you know, and, and Washington is a great place for value-priced wines. Fruit forward with structure and not over the top. It's like really good wines delicious wines but doesn't cost much you can get expensive washington wines but you the, the the bottom end of it or the value end of it is really pretty good oh absolutely and, and we've we, had yeah. podcasts about the california trips and it's like i think the next time i do a wine trip it's gonna be over to, to washington just to check that out it's huge though the columbia you know the one thing about the the um the columbia valley is like 98 percent of all the um all the all the wine in Colombia, and there's like a little thing uh, up around um, Seattle that has a little small area, and they're calling and they used to put Columbia Valley in all the bottles. Now it's Washington State because they were like 
promoting Columbia Valley and not Washington State. So they're now doing, but it's a huge area. You yeah. either have to do Walla Walla or, you know, you have to, it uh, depends on what you want because it's a, uh, you're traveling everywhere. No, I could just go on a quest for knowledge. Yes, I know. Come, yeah, grasshopper. <laughs> yeah, a drunken quest for knowledge. <laughs> Problem is that when he's done, he can't remember any of it, but there you go. And we're drinking rosé, a, a, a rosé of a white grape, a Pinot Gris. And I would say, you know, I, I think it's conf- maybe a little confusing, but I, I think that this is one that he does still own, Charles Smith Wines. You know, the sale didn't mention this one Oh, he in sold particular. his, yeah, he sold many of his uh, top names, Charles Smith Wines, off to Constellation Brands. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, but he still has his own stuff, and this is still, this is still part of his. And here's this copper rosé, and you just took a sip. What are you thinking, man? Oh, it's good. <laughs> I took a sip, uh, a sniffy sniff first. It was, you know. You know, it's different. When, strawberry. When, you, when you have a uh, rosé of a red grape, you're, get, you're getting strawberry wines. and uh, Yeah. Uh, Yahoo, cowboy. Uh, and... Um, you're getting these strawberries and these cranberries and all these flavors. When you give a white grape, a Pinot Grigio, which are mostly citrus, and a lot of times the Pinot Grigios are kind of acidic, and Pinot Gris maybe not as much. So this is a whole different take on on, on rosé. Ah, man, you, did you hear that? You're like... Uh, Dave's going to probably edit that uh, out, uh, but um, uh, if he doesn't, it's great. I just no. sprayed like uh, Charles Smith wine all over the you rooftop, know, yeah. and then a dog started barking in the distance. <laughs> I mean, you, you cough with your mouth, you just snort it with your nose. I don't, want the, I don't want the third one to happen. Woo. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I probably, can't, you know, I probably can't edit that out, but that's beside the point. But, but One of those like white fuzzy things floating in the air like went right up my nose. It did? Oh, yeah. The dangers of podcasting from the rooftop. They're called caterpillars. We'll do it's, whatever it's gonna, it takes. It's going to work its way to your brain. Yeah. So there we go. We got a rosé, uh, and I'm liking this. And this is a completely different rosé since it's a rosé of a white grape rather than a red grape. Mm-hmm. And it, it does hit your palate in a different way. I mean, it's, I, mean I'm, I, ha- I haven't got my head around it yet because I'm pretty used to, you know, when I'm used to doing a... You know, rosé of uh, Zinfandel, rosé of Pinot, Gris, Pinot Noir, you know, whatever. I know what I'm going to get. And here I'm getting something that I don't expect. It's kind of cool. It's uh, skin contact or sometimes they'll blend with red wine that's already made, but that's not the case here. No, there is. I mean, it could be. Uh, there's like there's two different uh, ways of making uh, Pinot Grigio. Pinot, Pinot Grigio, I'd like to check that out. Yeah, this is this is like um, red lemonade, some grapefruit, but but not the the acidity is backed off a little bit. I think it's not like you can get Pinot Grigio being acid bombs where they're gonna, you know that it, you know later on in the day you're gonna be you're gonna have all that acid reflux thing going on. Not here. This is kind of tasty little thing. Oh sure, lip smacking. Yeah, I like lip smack because because when if a wine has lip smacking acidity. I, for some reason, are reaching for my glass all the time. It's the whole the whole thing, like bars will give you popcorn or peanuts, one of those things, it makes you thirsty. And when you get that acidity or they get that salty, you get that type of thing, you want to drink more. And uh, this one makes you want to drink it more. Oh, yeah. And that's all you need. And no, it's a band of Roses Rosé. Drum kit on the label. With a rose. Very cool. 
and I kind of there must be a there must be a story behind it. And all those all the all the um, labels for uh, his wines of this brand of wines are are basically white with black ink drawings, just black and white, right? Yeah. And there's a kind of a story. I mean, it's it's a stylized drum kit with a rose, and it's a white wine rosé. And what was the Smithereens song? Band of Roses. Do 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 do. She had hair like Jeannie Shrimpton back in 1965. Yeah, well, that's uh, yeah. If you there we go. More obscure references, but there we are. There you go. Um. I like this rosé, and if you want a rosé that is not a rosé of a red grape, yeah, you got something here. This yeah. is a, it's something. If you're into rosé and you want, and, and you think you've you know seen it all, or you figure out you what you know what you're going to get, heck, uh, you haven't had a rosé of Pinot Gris, do you? From Washington State, just give it a try. I bet not. This is Dave, and this is Quake. Winefinder.com. Go check it out. Keep it cheap. And uh, we'll talk to you later because we always have something to say about something. Adios. Adios.